Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us on this Monday morning as we get into the Word of God every single day. We believe in the power of the Word of God. It's like medicine to the soul. It feeds us, strengthens us. Why would we not do it every day? Why wouldn't we not get into the Word of God consistently, faithfully, day by day by day? So thanks for joining me. We've got an important question to answer today. As a matter of fact, it's one of the big things people have problems with Christians about. In the days of Jesus, the big issue with him was his claim to be the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And this just didn't fit into the paradigm that the, uh, the, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, this didn't fit into their paradigm. They were very... They understood what the Messiah was going to be like, and Jesus didn't fit. He wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And so when he came claiming to be the Messiah and God come in the flesh, oh my goodness, they they wanted to stone him. This was blasphemy. They were rejecting it. And in time, they did end up turning him over to Pilate, condemning him, turning him to Pilate. And uh, as we know, he was then crucified, and they thought they had the victory. They thought they'd done away with this guy. Well, we know the end of the story. But in our day, I think there's a different thing that really bothers people about what we Christians believe, and that is our belief that Jesus is the only way, that he is the one and only way to the Father. Let's look at what Jesus said in John 14, verse 6. Common verse, maybe you've already heard it, I hope. You maybe memorize it, but it says this, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Notice Jesus did not say, I'm one of the ways. I'm a truth. I'll offer life. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father, but through me. This is uh, this claim, people say, well, what about other religions? What about, uh, how can you guys say you're the only way? And it can be quite controversial with people. They don't mind us saying Jesus takes us to heaven. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone really be upset about that. But when I say he's the only way to the Father, the only way to eternal life, that just doesn't fit in with our cultural paradigm. We'll see more about this in just a second. But let's make sure we're understanding it right. Jesus said this. Are we, are we interpreting this verse uh, properly? Well, evidently so, because look what the apostles, this is how they understood it. And their preaching said this, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved, Acts 4, verse 12. Again, they're saying this is the way. This is the one way. This is the only way to eternal life. There's no other name given amongst men, no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Now, you can argue with it. You can say you don't like the idea, you can say it doesn't sound right. You can say it's exclusive. You can say it's, it, it violates your paradigm. But my friends, this is what Jesus Christ said. This is what his apostles taught. If you don't agree with it, your argument's not with me. Your argument's with God. 
And dare I give you some warning, you never ultimately win an argument against God. He'll let you argue with him some. He'll let you argue with him a lot if you like, but you never win. It's better to embrace a spirit of humility and ask, what am I missing here? If this doesn't sound right to me, if God and I are disagreeing, either I'm not seeing it right or maybe I'm wrong and God's right. You should entertain that possibility in life, that you're wrong and God is right. Well, why does God say this? Well, it's basically because as human beings, we've got a big problem. God would love everyone to be in heaven, but there's a reason that we're not going to have it. There's a reason we're separated from God. There's a reason we don't have eternal life as the default position. And that is that we've sinned against God. Now, that's no small thing. To sin against God means you've broken his law. You're found guilty before him. Imagine being in a court and you're charged with a crime and you're found guilty. That means you're in trouble. And indeed, we are, every human being, the default position is we're in trouble, big, big trouble. We've disobeyed God's law. If there's anyone here who hasn't, then you've got nothing to worry about. If you've never sinned against God, if you've never violated what God says is right, and if you've been on the positive side, you've perfectly loved God and perfectly loved your neighbor as yourself, well, you've got nothing to worry about. But if you haven't, then you're in trouble. And and that's called sin. And the Bible teaches that there's a consequence for sin. The wages of sin is death, we read in 2 Corinthians 6, excuse me, in Romans 6, verse 23. The wages or the punishment of sin is death. Now you say, well, wait a minute. Everybody dies, don't they? Yeah, because everybody sins. That's what caused, that's what brings death to us humans. It was never intended to be that way. God created us to live forever. But sin has brought death. Now, you say, well, then is there any, I'm, I'm in trouble, huh? Because there's, etern- there's physical death, we'll all have. There's spiritual death where we're separated from God, which we've all experienced. But then there's eternal death in a place known as hell, a place of judgment, eternal judgment. And the question is, how do you escape that? And even more, even along that lines, How do you become alive now? How do you get connected to God now? How do you come back into relationship with God now? Is it through religion? Is it through eating the right food? Is it through spiritual exercises? Is it through rituals? Is it through making sacrifices? Is it through trying to be a better person? Is it do you get that way by being sorry for what you've done? Now, the Bible teaches none of these things are sufficient in themselves. Rather, what we need is a a sacrifice that is able to to be the payment for the sins we deserve to pay. Understand that, that we are guilty, and before God, there's a judgment upon us. And there must be either we've got to pay it or there's got to be a way out. There's got to be a way that someone else takes care of our problem. That's the Christian message. 
Every other religion is about what we can do to, to hopefully earn our way to eternal life, how we can be good enough, do enough good deeds, maybe do certain rituals, maybe join a religion, maybe think differently. How if we do certain things, we can earn our way to eternal life. Christianity, what the message of Jesus is, I'm sorry, you can't earn your way. You're guilty. You've sinned. I've got to, Jesus says, he's got to be the one to make the way. He's the way. And that's what he says. You see what we said? He's the way. It's not you. It's not that you're good enough. It's not what you do. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. What we need is to now receive that from him. That's the path to eternal life to receive what he gives, not earn it on ourselves. When Jesus died on the cross, something very significant happened. We were, he was innocent. We were guilty. He was sinless. We were not. But when he died on the cross, this is what happened. He, God, made him Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We sometimes call this the great exchange. Jesus was sinless. We were sinful. He was innocent. We were guilty. He was more than innocent. He was righteous, and we were guilty. And what happened? He went on the cross where he took our sin upon himself, and he gave us his righteousness. Friends, this, this is amazing grace. This is, this is a, a mystery for the ages. Why would God do this? Nothing but his love. Why would God do this? Why would his own son become what he hated, sin, so that we could become righteous and be saved, have eternal life? This price that Jesus paid to bear the wrath of God, to become sin and then bear the judgment of God, Oh my goodness, don't ever, ever, ever turn your back on this. Don't ever be ashamed of this. This is God's plan of salvation. You might say, oh, well, this is how I want to get to heaven. But let me tell you, you might have your plan on how to get to heaven. Let me tell you, the only way to get there is the path God has given. And the path God has given is through Jesus Christ. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. Now, people say, isn't this exclusive? And some people think that the worst thing you could do in our, in our world today, and indeed with many, the worst in our culture, is to be exclusive. It's like everyone deserves a participation trophy. Everyone deserves a ch to go to heaven just by being human. And that's not true. Is it exclusive? Yo, yes. There, there, there are some people going to heaven, some are going to hell. There's, there's light and there's darkness. There's righteous and, and unrighteous. There's saints and sinners. And, my, and rather than be upset about that, and rather than think, oh, I want everyone to go to heaven, I do too. What I say to people is get saved and then do something about it. Make sure you're in the group. Make sure you're in the ones who are going to heaven. Make sure you're in the ones who are saved and then go tell everybody else because is it exclusive? Well, yes and no. It is exclusive, but it's open to everyone. The most popular verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's whoever means whoever. 
No matter what your background, no matter what sins you've committed, no matter what you think of who you are, how, whatever, you, the kingdom of God is open to you. It's open to you. Look at another time Jesus says, says this, I'm the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. I know some people think that, that well, I, I was raised in different religions, so I, there's no hope for me. Well, yeah, there is. You just need to come to Jesus. Some would say, well, I've committed certain sins of what the Bible calls sinful, or this is the way I am. I've got certain uh, temp- uh, things that, the, that we would call temptations. They would call their orientation that they think disqualifies them. No, it doesn't. Nothing disqualifies. All you have to be is a sinner. And if you're a sinner and you come to Jesus and you say, I come, and he says, I won't cast you out. I'll receive you. I'm the way. You must come through me. It's exclusive in that. But anyone who comes to me, I will not cast out. Now, you must, as we've talked about other times, you must repent. You must say, God, I admit I've been wrong. I've done things I wish I hadn't done. I've done things I'm ashamed of. I, 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 I don't want to do them again. But my hope of salvation is not that I'm going to be perfect from here on in. My hope of salvation is that Jesus Christ came to save me, and I come just as I am. And then God loves you just as you are. He loves you too much to let you stay the way you are. He was going to transform you. He's going to change you. He's going to make you, he's going to make you the person he created you to be, not the person that we have unfortunately become through our sin. This is the message of Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life open to all people, even you, no matter what your past, he's, his salvation's open to you. Oh, Jesus, thank you today. And right now we freshly say we believe in you. We receive your salvation. We receive your forgiveness. We receive your love. We know it's not something we could ever earn. It's only something we could receive. We confess, Lord, we've done many things that we wonder how could you even love us? We, we are astonished that you would be willing to die for us and take our sin upon yourself that we might then receive your righteousness. It's astonishing, magnificent, amazing. But we believe. Jesus, we believe you did that. We believe in who you are, and we believe you have offered this to us. So again, today, we receive. We believe in Jesus Christ, that you died for our sins, rose again, and we thank you. We ask you to live your life in us. We ask you to make us the person you want us to be. We want our life to be all that you created us to be. We know that's where life is to be found. And we thank you that you promised that anyone who truly comes to you, you will not cast them out. Thank you. You're the way, the truth, the life, and you are, you are inclusive beyond imagination in that you would accept any who come to you. We bless you, and we love you and pray now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Can I tell you, believers, don't be ashamed of this. We live in a world where uh, inclusion is one of the big values. And we, we as Christians, we, we are the one religion that's worldwide. We're the one religion doesn't, you don't have to change your, your nationality. You don't have to change your eating habit. You, you don't have to start eating different foods. You don't have to speak a different language. 
Christianity is the most uh, widespread and inclusive religion ever. It says whoever you are, whatever background, whatever culture, whatever you are, come to Jesus, you'll be saved. We can offer, we can boast in that. And yet we're often seen because we reject those who don't repent and want to get to heaven some other way besides Jesus as being exclusive. Listen, don't be ashamed of the message of Christ. Claim it loudly, stand boldly. You don't get a participation trophy just for being human. No, there's a way to salvation. God has offered it through Jesus. We're grateful for it. God bless you. I love you. So glad you join us. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll join us every day, whether live 8.30 in the morning or later in the day. You can watch the video anytime, or you can even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Make a commitment, build it into your schedule, get in the Word every day. This is a time you can have a meaningful input of God's Word in your life. It'll make a difference. God bless you. I love you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.